Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're mocking my clapping? Maybe. I clap with the best of them. Maybe. In the seventh grade, I was voted most likely to uh, To to have a loud clap. To have a loud clap. The clap heard around the world. Wow. Wow, I say. Wow, wow, we will. Good morning. Good afternoon, Vietnam. Buenos dias. Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Noches? Noches. 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 Good nachos, no good later, Bu- and good day. Buenos dias, buenas tardes. Bu- buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. Howdy do. Hello. If you're watching this today on the day of release, it is... Roxy's birthday. Sexo de Mayo. Because... Mm-hmm. Seis. Oh, Seiso de Mayo. I'm sorry. Seis. Yesterday was There's Cinco. There's no O. It's just Cinco has a O. Seis de Mayo. Seis. The sixth day of May. In French would be uh, cis. Saint, oh, cis. Or, Saint well, is five, five, right? Right. Cis. Set? Yes. Seven. Mm. Um, yeah, so yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. I wonder how everyone's feeling today. I hope bueno. Bueno, si. <laughs> oh, my God, today. Sean. We had a, a windstorm in our area last week, and it pulled down a branch because this is like the battle of the trees it pulled in a branch i assume was damaged in the ice storm but hung on and the wind just pulled it down also roxy's snoring we'll talk we'll have puppy parlance in a bit but anyway it pulled this huge branch down onto our deck and so we had to call the tree guys again to have them come and take it away and this guy came to the door and you know that feeling when you know they don't speak English because i said hey and i started talking i said oh you know um we have a branch in the back and he just didn't he, he was said, like, my name is Miguel. I love you. No. And right away, you're <laughs> <Te> like. <amo. laughs> no, he, he just said, um, here for the trees, you know, basic. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then immediately I was like, is it Arbolis, his tree? You know, and like as someone who's trying to speak Spanish, I was like, an opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to practicar mi espanol. But instead, I, I just said like, uh. And I don't even know if this is correct, you guys. But I said, like, tu conoces? Uh, like, what do you, do, you know, do you know? Do you know what you need to do? Like, the work you need to do? And he he said, no. And I was like, oh. And then I didn't know branch. I didn't know how to explain on the, the deck. Like, I don't know those words. So I was like, fuck. So I was like, I'll see you out back in English. I like immediately switch over to English. I'm like, and I'm over my head. This is moving too fast this for me. Duolingo stuff is for the birds. Well, it's just words that you don't, that vocabulary you technically wouldn't use if you're traveling, yes. you know, but that come in, when we come into contact with people that are helping us out and doing a service for us, I'm like, fuck. So. I know tree. I don't know which tree. I don't know the yeah, parts branch, of a tree. And bro- bark, branch, leaf. Isn't broken roto, I think. Anyway, but like, I don't know enough. C'est cassé. It's fucked. <laughs> I'll just use like really like what we would call in LA like cholo language, like that rough like uh, pigeon. Like miedra. No, it's just like yeah, kind of not pigeon. You I, pigeon isn't a term. I don't think it would apply to Spanish. Maybe I think pigeon is a mashup. I could be wrong here, but when you I've only heard pigeon applied to people in Hawaii. Is that weird? Well, they is that a, a, am I being like is this wrong? No, a lot of people in Hawaii do speak pidgin. It's mm-hmm. like a, a hybrid, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think you use words from one language mm-hmm. 
as well as another language, you kind of mash them together. And and that and that's pigeon. Yeah, and I think it's used yeah. in a lot of islands because island folk typically have yeah, are a mashup. It's, mm-hmm. it's a mashup. Um, I think I would assume they wrong. call it just like Spanglish, or even in LA they they call it uh, you know like a Spanglish version, or they'd say it's like it's a Mexican Spanish. They'd always say that as if because it is different than Spain Spanish. But anyway, I didn't know any of these Spanish words that I needed, so I immediately went out back. And luckily, the other the guy that I think that was like the foreman on the job to take care of the tree, I like pointed it out to him, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "I talked to the guy who came out yet," and he was speaking fine. And I was like, "Good," because I don't know broken branch in Spanish. Right. I could have looked it up, but sometimes if I try to speak it, I can't speak fast enough, and I'll be like, "I mean, I guess they'd be happy I'm trying," but anyway. Yeah, I said gracias, mi amigo. <laughs> To the guy when he was done, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, "Todo bueno, todo bien, todo bien." I heard you. And yeah, I, was I said like, that's that. Good. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Everything good. Everything good, buddy. Hey, just no, no te amo. <laughs> yeah, te amo. <laughs> <laughs> Cat calling the guys mm-hmm. in the tree. Uh, they do a job that I would not want to do. Man, they are t- so talented. They do belay. You have a picture? Can we show a picture of yep. the ninjas? I will. I sent a photo of my sister, and I mm. said I found a ninja in my tree today. Guys, they were like, a, what do you think, 20, 30 feet in the air? Like 40. And it's so cool. He Standing. takes his rope. Oh, does he? And he throws it up over the branch. Oh, so it comes back? It comes back down. And now he's got two ropes. And then he ties one rope. Well, not two ropes. He's got one rope. <laughs> I was but like, two ends of the rope. Math is not our strongest. <laughs> <laughs> it was magic, guys. All of a sudden, he had two ropes. One rope turned into two. He's like. This gringo's an idiot. <laughs> He's doing magic tricks for me. He, he does the one where his thumb comes off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he he threw the rope up. Mm-hmm. Rope is thrown. One end goes over the top uh, and comes down, and now he's got two. Yes. One is tied to his waist, mm-hmm. and the other one, he does a loop, like the rabbit goes down the hole and go around the... I might, it's not how my parents taught me to tie my shoes, but okay. Yeah. I know some people's parents did. So he, he does this other fancy thing, and now he can belay himself. He, oh, he can pull himself with the ropes up. Pulled himself up the freaking tree. And I was like, I really hope he, you know, tied it. Now, in, in their process, I think he was their best climber because he went the highest. There was another guy who was on a step stool, and he did not. He, he was, was like a, a new guy. Stool. He's like me. The step stool shaking. Yeah. He's shaking. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, That's when you don't want to be on a step stool or flying through the trees like a trapeze artist with a chainsaw. Like yeah. they were doing some acrobatics. It's really wild. Um, it any kind of tree work. So now that we're in Texas, most of the trees are cedars and oaks. I mean, there's pecans. There's all sorts of trees, but the ones in our property and in our area in general tend to be cedars and oaks. And watching them do it is is wild. And I remember when I lived on Fifth Street, we'd see this in Santa Monica. I lived on Fifth in California, but when I first met Sean, and there are guys who have these kind of contraptions around their waist with a looped, almost like a metal thing. And they climb those huge, what I used to think of as San, as California was those tall, skinny palm trees that kind of curve. I wonder what type of palm tree, because you know, there's like a zillion types. There's like 500 types of palms. Yeah. But they would climb those and cut off the dead branches because you have to take care of your tree and you would watch them do this and they have like little claws on the toes of their their shoes and they like you guys and these trees i mean i don't know it looks sketchy to me but they did it quickly and up they go up they go the city of santa monica runs down the boulevard like wilshire santa monica and they trim them just a, a guy's in a little bucket you know, and he's kind of held as he like cuts and they just move him along. But some people are freestyle artists. Yeah, they just show like up, ding dong. Way. You're like, hello, hi, do you need your tree cut? And you're like, yeah, mm, okay. Well, because you want those cut because if you don't and there's a storm, those, those fucking fronds. They're heavy. They're heavy. They Hans and fronds. They're both heavy. Hans and fronds. And we're here pump to pump you up. You up. I went outside when they were doing it and I was mesmerized. I'm looking into the canopy. I know. They did a really good job. I put on pink, you know, the musician. Why would you? Oh. Because she does all that stuff in the, the air. acrobatics. And he was like, he looked at me. He was like, I know. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. And so then he did some like uh-huh. jump from branch to branch sort of maneuvers. And suddenly our tree trimming turned into Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. I had a flashlight. I was like doing a light show. <laughs> <laughs> Me amo. <laughs> no, <Wait>. te amo. <laughs> Me amo, Sean. Te amo. Light show. You're like, this dude is weird. 
he's he's just crazy <laughs> oh my god okay oh my god we Enough told our this. friends lauren and adam that and they couldn't stop laughing lauren said she laughed into the evening that day after you told her about the teyamo oh yeah <laughs> so tomorrow is cinco de mayo uh, or yesterday was cinco de mayo yes basically the show is about time travel so <laughs> um but i wanted to talk about it because mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about Cinco de Mayo. Isn't that their Independence Day? No. Let freedom ring. Mm-mm. That's a country song by Mr. No. Martin McBride. Uh, this is um, basically my people and um, the uh, the Mexicans. No. Oh, Irish. The, the French people. Oh, French. Okay. Who are you today? <laughs> what are your, what <laughs> Who are your, are your what people? What exactly are your people? <laughs> your, what do you mean by your people? <laughs> uh, Cinco de Mayo mm-hmm. is pronounced Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. <laughs> And it's Spanish Correct. for the 5th of May, yes. not the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. That Star Wars stuff, I don't get down with that. Although everyone <laughs> says it. I'm like, okay, you know. No, okay, I'm, Obi-Wan. Nobody <laughs> you know? says it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone from Elon Musk, anyone who's like, you know, a Star Wars fan. Oh, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Right, right. You're more of a Trekkie. You're like, live long and prosper. I'm not either of those things. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> more for more. What do you do if you're just like, I don't know, you what's like your, crime shows? What's your space jam? What's your crime space jam? That, that doesn't exist. The I don't Expanse. Like, I didn't mind that, but I wouldn't say I would ever put it on if you didn't force me to watch it. Okay. <laughs> so you're not into sci-fi? No. Have you ever known me to turn on anything sci-fi? I thought I caught you watching it one time. You like slapped the laptop shut really close, you know, at night. And as you're like, if no, I, ever, I wasn't watching sci-fi. As if sci-fi. I ever watched things on my laptop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Senko de Mayo is a yearly celebration held on May 5th. Yes. We've kind of covered We've already that, so. covered this. <laughs> this commemorates the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the second French empire at the Battle of oh, Puebla awesome. in 18... 18- mm-hmm. What do you mean awesome? At the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Awesome. <sighs> it was led by a As general... If you're really French, Sean. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what the second French empire was. What happened to the first French empire, you may ask? It probably got defeated. They were like... But I'm tired. I think it I'm had to do have with... a nap, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first French Empire is probably uh, Napoleon, mm. and he screwed things up royally. He royal, he did. <laughs> he was a he was a maniac. Uh, okay, so um, that was their victory, and it was mm-hmm. led by General Ignacio Zaragoza. Ignacio Zaragoza. Mm-hmm. Zaragoza. That's right. Sorry, my Spanish is a little rusty. <laughs> you made it sound like French. That was what was funny. I was like, this is not the French, right? This is the Spanish. The victory, quotes, over the French army was a morale boost for the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Go Mexico. Zaragoza died months after the battle from an illness, and a larger French force ultimately defeated the Mexican army at a second battle of Puebla, and then they occupied Mexico City. I didn't oh, know that. interesting. Well, I've heard from my friends who've been to Mexico City. It's a must-go, and it's... Like the architecture, everything's very surprising mm. and very beautiful and just different. And like any city, there's a lot of, you know, even we can look at like Louisiana, you can look at New York, you can tell who used to be there. If you go to India, I've heard there's a lot of British influence. Well, so you English, see yeah. a bunch of these old British looking buildings, you know? Colonial. Uh huh. Which is know. kind of interesting, you know? It's, it's I mean, our history. It's not if you're the person being colonized, but. Well, yeah. no, but it's history and it, it's represented in the culture and the, the look of the area and. I would, wouldn't be surprised. If I wonder if there are French them. people in Mexico There might be like still. fleur-de-lis on things and stuff. And you'd be like, oh. Right, right. Little hidden signals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, however, following the end of the American Civil War in 1865, mm-hmm. the United States began lending money and guns to Mexican liberals. Sounds oh. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. Uh, and that pushed France and Mexico or Mexican conservatives to the edge of defeat. At the opening of the French Chambers in January 1866, Napoleon III, not Napoleon the First. What would be the difference between a Mexican conservative or Mexican liberal? Why are we, what's the, di- you know, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm just reading Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Um, Napoleon III announced that he would withdraw French troops from Mexico. Yay! In reply to a French request for American neutrality, the American Secretary of State, William H. Seward, or mm-hmm. Seward, I think Seward, mm-hmm. replied that French withdrawal from mexico should be unconditional okay yeah okay blah 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 um so more that's pop- what cinco de mayo is yeah but it's more popular in the united states than mexico in mexico they don't really celebrate it well it'd be like us celebrating the battle at alamo or you know what i mean like a, right. you, you celebrate a battle it's funny that we have taken it for some reason and we're like yes you know why 
Okay, so we check like this an out. excuse to drink. Yep. We also that's why we do St. Patty's Day. Do you even know what St. Patrick's Day is about? Yeah, drinking. <laughs> Celebrations began in California, where they have been observed annually since 1863. Wow. The day gained nationwide popularity beyond those of Mexican American heritage in the 1980s. Wow. This is when it started really taking off. Due wow. to get this advertising campaigns by beer, wine, and tequila companies. Yep. Today, Cinco de Mayo generates beer sales on par with St. Patrick's Day. Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. Which, you know. We love an excuse. So St. Patrick's Day is number one. Okay. Oh, it's number one. That makes sense. Oh, I don't know. I'm just making oh. I'm guessing. Um, in Mexico, the uh, they, they celebrate the battle um, with, you know, it's ceremonial, a couple of military parades, mm -hmm. um, battle reenactments. I think the difference between Cinco de Mayo, I mean, there's tons of differences, but one major difference between, because we're comparing it to like St. Patrick's Day, yeah. is that they do celebrate St. Patrick's Day big in like Everywhere. Ireland and anywhere where there are. Have you ever seen the one in Irish Beijing? People. That parade is nuts. The That's Chinese one? You're lying. No. He's lying. I can tell by his face. It's awesome. Do you want me to Google it? No. <laughs> okay, last but not least. Cinco de Mayo is sometimes mistaken for Mexico's Independence Day. That's what I always thought it was until yeah. maybe about 10 years ago. Um, I don't know if I've ever... I probably read about it because I went through this phase where I wanted to know what all these things were. Because mm. um, like I did read about St. Patrick's Day not right. too long ago, but I still don't remember. So anyways, uh, the most important holiday in Mexico is Mexican Independence Day for good reason. That's when they got rid of the Spanish. So gotcha. there you have it. So St. Hey. Patrick's Day is a feast day of St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. Mm -hmm. Originally celebrated with religious feasts and services, St. Patrick's Day became a secular celebration of Irish culture when it reached the U.S. alongside Irish immigrants. They were like, we're leaving church behind. <laughs> we don't need this. No, we just need our soda bread, her whiskey, mm -hmm. and, um, and some Guinness, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. bangers and mash. I don't know. What are people... In Ireland, right. Ireland, what do they eat? So anyways, if you celebrated yesterday, I hope you're feeling good. If you're about to celebrate tomorrow, I'm sending a message into the future. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Temperance. Mm. Okay, can we move into puppy parlance? One thing you need to know about Sean and I, before I even get into the puppy parlance story, is that there is a clear division of responsibilities when it comes to her, to Roxy's accidents. Now, this isn't like we're on a walk and she pees or poos. It's not about that. These are accidents in the home. Now, she has been pretty good, I have to be honest. Like, she doesn't usually have accidents in the house. Well, it's like when I crap my pants. It, it only happens when it's an emergency. You know, it's she when, doesn't mean to do it, right? It's when she's sick yeah. or something's wrong. Um, but she's also out of her crate now. She doesn't. She still sleeps in her crate, but it's not shut. She's a free Roman dog. So... I go out of town for 24 hours. So I'm only gone one night. During that night, Roxy wanders into, we call it the workout room. It's just one of our spare rooms. Well, it's the only spare room, but. Well, yeah, but other ones like has a bed in it. So, oh, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's got a couple of weights. Yeah. And like a little trampoline and stuff. And that's about it. And our inversion chair. Ah, yes. She goes in there and proceeds to have diarrhea all over the room. <clears throat> now here's how it went down katie's out of town and usually katie helps me tremendously by actually being able to stomach being around that stuff and i don't mind you know when she's outside and i'll pick up i it doesn't bother me but to have to pick it up off the carpet and then scrub it Ooh, and stuff sean this was he will gag like violently gag in the past she she was a little smaller when she would do it and and it would be like one little you know i walk i'm like what is that what is that? Oh, no, 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 no. I go into the room and it looks like, and I've heard this happens with babies where they just like spray it everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. I, I didn't know what to do. And I was in shock and she's in shock, not in shock, but I think she was like She feels ashamed and she pulls her ears back and she's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And uh, so I waited for Katie to come home so she cleaned up. No, I'm kidding. No, he cleaned it. As best as he could, which I was really proud of him for even trying to do you that. You couldn't tell it had happened. Really, it was it was visibly it was not visibly there. gone, but the smell remained. The echo. <laughs> and so, I had him put down some baking soda, and then this morning Sean rented a carpet cleaner from H E B. Thanks H E B. And cleaned it, and it's so much better. I think it's all gone. I think it's gone too. I have to say, those things are amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm. I, it's abyssal. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Bissell, Mr. Mm -hmm. Bissell or Mrs. Bissell or. Yep. 
the bissels. Shout out. So then after we finish recording this podcast, I'm going to do some other areas in our home where there have been accidents in the past. We don't smell anything because, you know, it wasn't as intensive blow. I don't know if we've had something like this before. This was crazy. It looked like someone took a, a five-gallon pail and just like sloshed, sloshed it, it in like five different places in that room. And I was kind of proud of her actually. I was like, that is amazing. That's How did you, of, you wrote my name on the wall. I said, where's Katie, you know, and <laughs> Sean bad. <laughs> Poop on Sean. Yeah, exactly. But I felt bad for her and, and I did the best I could. You did a great job. Thank you. And, uh, but it, it, it was still a little poopy dung when i came home from the airport because he told me on when i called him to say i'd landed and stuff he was telling me about it and when i got in the house i was like it smells poopy mm. a little poopy so. i had candles going i mm-hmm. i scrubbed i know I cried <laughs> Where's but i think it sat there all night <clears throat> and so that's the only thing that makes sense yeah i think she went in, in the middle of the night and uh yeah. exploded it happens so we don't know what's wrong with her and then then this morning even uh, Sean had a dent or a dermatologist appointment at 8 a.m. And so I woke up with him kind of getting up and then she, you left and she started gagging and I was like, come on girl. And so I opened the door of our bedroom and like, and I got her outside and she threw up just right outside the back door. And I was like, thank you for your consideration. My mom was so proud of me. My mom's here visiting really briefly. Um, and she was like, wow, you got her out. And I was like, we work together in this house. <laughs> But she doesn't like to have accents in the house either. No. Well, anyways, uh, so, she, she's on the mend, I think, you know, but we hope so. She hasn't. I'm just hoping she, she has. She's kept all her food down since this morning. And then the weird like it was like a bile throw up. Um, and I haven't. I don't know. Well, we'll report back. But so far, she's fine. And if this goes on for a really like for a couple more days, we'll have to take her to the vet. Mm. <clears throat> Nothing like some poopy parlance. <laughs> but I felt bad for Sean. Because I usually do the poop. Yeah, it's all good. I was I was happy to help. A little uh, little scared to get into it, but once I did, you just got to do it. That's my mom had told me that when I was growing up, like because I was babysitting and like changing poopy diapers can be pretty gross. And she was like, "Hold your breath as for as long as you can and just do it." She's like, "Don't think about it, do it." Hmm. She's like, "If you got to step out, take a breath, go back in, just do it. It'll yeah. be over with." And that's how I think of it with her stuff too. I'm like, "It'll be over with in just a second. Well, it was a two day ordeal, but. <laughs> There we go. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're better for going through the experience. I hate carpet more than I did before. Oh, yeah. Rip it out. I know. I'm like, get this out of my house. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Soon. We'll have to we'll have to save up our pen. Pinch our pennies. Right. <laughs> okay. 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 What a oh, day. Yes. Also, in the last updates before we get into some letters, I flew to LA for like a 24-hour turnaround to be interviewed by this amazing... Uh, nonprofit organization called one mind and i cried oh they asked me about why i got into therapy for myself recently and so i had to talk about grief and losing my grandma and then i cried mm. i pulled you guys know me i'm a crier i i, I pulled myself together i finished it was okay i yeah. did it i'm okay but it was exhausting yeah. i find stuff like that so exhausting i don't know why what Emotion. was so i don't know what's going on or not that i don't know what's going on what what was the interview for it was for their, I believe their videos slash podcast that okay. they do. And they do cut downs on YouTube and everything. I'll share it with you guys when I when it's going live and when it comes out because I don't have that information yet. Um, but yeah, they've been interviewing different people, different creators in the space online about their own stories. I'm the only mental health professional that they interviewed because I guess because I do talk about like my own process sometimes and my own thoughts. And I'm pretty candid with everybody. Um, but usually it's like, you know, musicians and stuff, people creating other content and how one of the, they've even had like big celebrities and stuff that they've interviewed, but talking about, you know, suicidal thoughts and pulling themselves out of thing, you know, depression, anxiety, cool. all that jazz for mental health month, I believe. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're in May mental health month. Yeah. So that's, that's all. That's really my story. But the funny thing is I, I didn't, um, I didn't realize how much that would tire me out. I'm still tired today and I slept I slept fine last night. Hmm. I think it's because I didn't really sleep very well in the hotel. You know those pillows that look amazing and then slowly deflate? Yeah. I had those. Yeah, those aren't good. And it was a beautiful hotel. The Hilton was amazing. I felt very spoiled and it was super nice. But yeah, and then I tried to f- double up the pillows and then that was too much pillow and I just couldn't sleep right. 
Hmm. I should have brought my coop. Shout out to coop. Those are my favorite pillows. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I woke up it. early when mm-hmm. you, you, you came back into town. I had things to do today. Mm-hmm. I had to get that vacuum. Seven things to do. Not vacuum, but the. Cleaner. The steamer. Steam no, cleaner. Is it steamer? Carpet cleaner. Yeah. I call it a carpet cleaner. I went and got that. I went to the dermatologist. They burned me good, mm-hmm. you know, with that uh, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, that should be precancerous cells. I should be molting by tomorrow. <laughs> That's why I was like, we should film the podcast you see my today. Hand? It's all swollen. I know you got little like blisters. Water blisters all over my. Should hand. we pop them at the bottom no, and let it drain out at all? No, no, no I don't want to do that. Um, it's better that than if they pop on their own. I don't know, but check this out. Mm-hmm. I'm checking it out. What is it? While I was at the store waiting for them to, you know, get. They had to check my paperwork and like five fines, forms of ID. I mean, it was like I was... For what? For the Bissell? Yeah. Jeez It was Louise. serious. Like I was like, I'm not... I live, you know, close. I'm not going to take it. Well, you're going to have to, you know... Um, wow. We're going to do a retina scan, <laughs> fingerprint me. Mm-hmm. I was like, for a vacuum. All for a carpet cleaner. But I did it, you know. Mm-hmm. And while I was waiting, I kind of wandered around because they had to do a background check on me. Um, that was 20 minutes roughly. What? Yeah, that they do a background right. check. Make sure you haven't stolen a vacuum before. Oh, they check their their, their stuff. database and they call the um, Interpol. <laughs> Interpol said, "Well, he's not a vacuum thief." So, but he did one time ride a train in Germany and not pay it for a ticket. Got him. <laughs> Woo, the flashing lights. I was like, "Oh no!" Light him up, boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they locked me up and it's gone till November. I um, have to go get Sean. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, I discovered a, um, some fantastic marketing. Oh. And I'm going to put it on the screen. But check this out. Mm-hmm. This is just... Okay. Duke Cannon. News anchor hair... For news anchor thick hair. Who wants to look like a news anchor? Well, I would like the thick hair of a news anchor. Are there any bald news anchors? No. I'm doing discrimination. 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 I have found, you know, and this is just predatorial marketing because if I bought this, I would not get uh, news anchor hair wash, mm-hmm. the tea tree formula for news anchor thick hair. That's so funny. We've run out of things to how to sell yeah. shampoo, but no, wait, Dave in the mailroom has a good idea. Let's promote him to president I've of the heard company. that people are interested in news anchor hair. You know what the secret to news anchor hair is? Because I have been on the news. A shitload of hairspray. Right, right, right. They really, I'm sure, because my <gasps> hair, I come out with like a helmet and I'm only on for like five minutes. Right. So if you're like an anchor, also they use so much makeup. Mm, they do. the news. And interesting enough, and I don't fault them because mm-hmm. they, you know, it's in 4K and I don't care how I look on, on this podcast. I'm like, whatever. I don't wear the makeup. I don't, I don't really like makeup. You but know they, this about they me. But they stop at the jawline. So. No, they don't. They put down my neck. No, like on, on the news, though, sometimes you see oh. people like yeah. like they're orange up top. Orange up top. And then like w- kind of like a lollipop, you know, like th- this is whitish pale. We had that one video of mine where I'm wearing an orange. I think it's just the colors and the light mm. because I don't I, – at that time, I never even wore foundation. I'm actually not wearing it today, but sometimes I'll put it on. I didn't even have foundation back then. I just did like concealer and eyeliner, and it looks like I have an orange <laughs> line. And I'm like, is it my shirt because I'm wearing an orange shirt? I don't know. I get there's always comments about like, "Wow, learn how to do your makeup" or something, and I'm like, "How about you fuck off?" Well, <laughs> yesterday I put on uh, some self tanner because I was bored, and I was like, "I look I so leave pale." For 24 hours. Yeah, I'm like, I get up to no good. I'm like, "Ooh, self tanner." <laughs> I put it on. You know, I'm smearing remember when it in. you put the gel on? And I was like, "The spray is better for your face." Right. Well, so I, I sprayed my hands with it, and then I put it on, and then I washed my hands, and I think I got a little bit of color. But I forgot that I had a dermatology appointment this morning. And mm-hmm. I went in and I was like, are they going to... No. Like, is this going to be, you know, problematic? No, you just tell them. Tell them you put self-tanner on. I didn't tell them. I wanted to see if they knew. Why would they know you bear... You don't even really look... It just looks natural. That's right? the thing about it. Looks it looks good, right? That's, and I was like, this product's great. And you great. didn't overdo it because Sean usually double dips and then ends up looking real tanned. Yeah. Like Magnum <laughs> PI, you mm-hmm. know. But she didn't know. So I, I was really... I think it's a good product. Saint-Tropez. 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 When you need to fool a dermatologist. Nobody That's needs the, to do that. When it just looks need... natural. And you just spray it. I, I spray it on my chest, neck, and face sometimes. So. Because I had to wear shorts today. And man, my legs are white, you guys. They're like two little cotton sticks. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm very white. Oh. Well, what I'm thinking here. 
hear me out, is that we, because we've been looking for the million dollar idea. And I yes. didn't put this together until just now. It's funny how the universe kind of like, everything just- When you're just, open to it, to receiving. I'm receiving- The creative The juices, muses. The muse. Mm -hmm. And it only happens when I'm around you. Like I have these fights of, flights of fancy, you know? But here's or what I'm fights thinking. fights of fancy. I say, indeedly do. Duke Cannon, mm -hmm. news anchor hair wash. Yes. What if we came up with Sean St. Louis, mm -hmm. news anchor tan. Mm -hmm. It's self-tanning, but you want to look like a news anchor. You want to look orange. Overly no, done. No, no, like soft. No. Yeah, like a like a CBS news anchor, you know? Okay, perfect. Like distinguished. Perfect. But a, a hint of a tan. Like Is I, it spray? Is it foam? Is it cream? Is it gel? Well, I, I just come up with the ideas. I don't, I don't design the product. Oh, okay. I just want to white label it, you know? But, news anchor tan. I'm just going to buy some generic stuff and slap a sticker on it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I love it when people put zero thought and no effort behind it. There's and then I don't even know what the pro the product really is and they don't know if it works. Do you want to feel like a news anchor? Because you hate when stuff smells like raisins. Why do they always smell like raisins? Yeah, why? What is why that? Why does self-tanner always smell the like The sun raisins? doesn't smell like... Well, I don't know. I've never been that close to it, but, you know, the air doesn't smell... It's the whatever the chemical is that makes the tan happen, I assume. But that Sandra Pay spray doesn't have that really. I mean, it might have it a little bit. It's the least I've smelled. Yeah, and it kind of smells nice. It has like a little tropical scent to it. Like a tropical mm. raisin mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meets a fig. Yes, totally. With As a, little, a news anchor. With a little coconut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll get, maybe we'll call it pod, podcaster tan. Oh. You know, look like you're underneath some lights. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> How to tan when you stay in your home. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing with puppy parlance. Yes. Roxy has cracked the code in her video game of life. Mm -hmm. She's leveled up. Oh, also, she turns two on the day. Did we already say that? Her birthday? No. Is the sace of Mayo? Okay. Nice. So, so she's leveled up. She has. She has convinced me. And it's weird because she doesn't speak English, but she's convinced me that she deserves to be on the couch. Sean's a softie is what happened. And she's also very uh, stubborn and persuasive. Mm. So here's some photos I'll share with the audience. Here's one of her stretched out. Now, the interesting thing is once she gained up or leveled up and now she's gained the, uh -huh. she, she has started to take over the couch. I only allow her to be where the blanket is. Yes, she has to stay on her blanket. But I saw her grab the edge of the blanket with her mouth and stretch it out. <sighs> you did not. I did. And she... She's basically like full oh, so length. She can, yeah. So all I have is a little small piece of the couch. You did it to yourself. And then here, here's when you were gone. We were watching a little hockey. <laughs> and this is her saying goodnight. She, she's on the pillow. So she put her head on the pillow. To, she's not supposed to be on the pillow. And I tried to take the remote control away because hockey was over. Did yeah, she, put her, she put her paw on my hand. And I was like, <laughs> I guess she wants a remote. You got to get her off those pillows, dudes. I didn't know mm -hmm. that she was going to be doing this though. So I did take her the pillow away and maybe that's why she pooped in the room because she was mad that she didn't get the pillow. <laughs> no, dogs, are, well, our dog is not like that. She She's doesn't, vengeful. although it was funny <clears throat> when I was leaving this time. So usually I don't want to pull a suitcase out until I have to and I already have the clothes kind of ready because she gets very anxious. She gets in the suitcase, then she follows Sean and I everywhere. Like, when are you leaving? When is this happening? I know this is happening. She's very distressed. So I tried to like minimize her distress. So I was only going for one night. So I only needed like four different things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I pulled all the stuff out, got it all ready, and then pulled out the suitcase. And she sniffed it and looked at me and then like left the room. She was like, rude. How dare you? And it was weird. And then she worked her magic on me and got up on the couch. <laughs> Yep. Oh man. Having a doggo. Yep. It's, it's great. Fun. It is. It's even even the even the shitty stuff is fun. Even the literal shitty stuff. Hey, at least we know that carpet is super clean now. That's it. Sean ran over it three different times. I did all sorts of crazy patterns and everything. <laughs> oh, uh yes. last week's podcast came out yes. and I received a phone call about, I don't know, thirty minutes after it came out. Oh yeah. We ha we got um we got you got in trouble. I didn't get in any trouble. I got in a little bit of trouble, like more than a little bit, like a lot of bit. Mm. PJ, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that he I was talked like, about How your, dare you? I, PJ, you know I love you, right? It's his thing. And I didn't mean to. I, you and let he it was go. happy that you came to his defense. Anytime, Peach. And he also said, Sean, 
I saw through your ploy the second you started talking about it. He goes, you think you're so crafty, but you're not. No. I said, PJ, what do you mean? He goes, listen, I know you're angling for another guitar. I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. I saw it in the way you were talking with Katie. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, it's cool if you get another guitar. But he said, honestly, just practice with one of them. And I said, I do practice. He said, well, you noodle around. I said, I don't just noodle. He goes, when was the last time you opened your music app? And, mm -hmm. and you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just, oh, PJ, You're cutting out, gotta go, bye. I hit, and here's the trick that you do when someone's giving you shit. Mm -hmm. Go into your phone, mm -hmm. click airplane mode, and then it says call lost on the other end. Doesn't, doesn't show that someone hung up. You're telling everybody your secrets. Yeah. PJ, that's not true. I didn't do that to you. The call was really lost. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and PJ wasn't mad. Of course But not. he did give me some advice. And that was, dude, just keep practicing. Well, yeah, you should like play songs and stuff because you do noodle. Yes, but there are some songs that I'm practicing. So that's good. Like uh, um, that one. Oh, my noodle. Oh, my noodle. <laughs> I play with my noodle all day long. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> Macaroni is a noodle. Oh, my God. I have been watching what I think is the best show. I don't think you'd like it. It's maybe a chick, chick type show, but it's called This Is Us. Um. Yeah, uh, that's with that the, Milo the dude. guy. Uh -huh. Yeah, we interviewed him at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, it kind of reminds me, it's reminiscent of Parenthood, which I loved too. So I have to tell my friend Abba about that because she also loved Parenthood. But everybody been raving about This Is Us. You got to watch it, blah, blah, blah. And people say that about a lot of shows. And I don't watch enough TV to always partake. And so people talked about it and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when I am flying a lot and I am stuck on an airplane for, you know, three hours or whatever, each way and I run out of the shows that I was watching and This Is Us is there and they have season one, episode one. Love when they have that. It's a pretty good place to start, honestly. And they had 18 episodes. So I'm up to like episode seven or eight or something like that. All right. And it's a really cute show. It made me think of when you were singing it because one of the characters, Randall, he uh, he's a, he's in money management. He, tr he does trades, but I don't want to try to explain what it is. I don't understand. He trades commodities essentially for people like let's say you're a farmer and you have property um but what are you going to do if it's a, there's a drought or oh, if yeah. the weather's really bad it's it's essentially like a protection for them so they like trade certain things to it's i don't know i don't really understand but the whole thing the reason that i even know that much is he is going to go to his daughter's career day and he has to talk in front of the school and tell him what he does oh. and they're they got in his head because his two daughters are like, dad, your job is boring. He makes a really good living. They go to a great school. They have a great home, all this stuff. <clears throat> Daddy, your job is boring. Let grandpa come because grandpa plays piano and used to sing and da, 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 da. He's a wild man. Yep. Or our uncle who's an actor, let them come. No, I'm coming to career day. End of story. So <laughs> because his job is really hard for people to understand and it uses terms that children that are eight and 10 are not going to understand. He tries to sing a song on the piano, and you guys, when I tell you it's horrible, it's, it's so cringy. I was like, is this over yet? You know when you're watching a scene and you feel for the character so much so? This happens to me. I don't know if this happens to other people. I have a tough time watching it. I'm like, I, there's certain Sex and the City episodes I don't like because they're so, there's a cringe factor in there. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, no, 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 you know, I want to save them from themselves. And that was one of those instances where I wanted to save him from himself. He was like, now everybody, and he's so off key. He's like, if you are a farmer, I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> he doesn't even play piano. He's oh. like, blong, blong. He really tried. <clears throat> but he's trying to jazz it up for his uh, his daughter. He, he wanted them to be excited about what he does because mm -hmm. he's excited about what he does. He loves his job, right. but it's just a really hard to understand. And he also went right after a woman who was a firefighter. Oh. Kids, kids love Kids fire. want to know about fire. Yeah. So just, here's the secret. You show up and you tell them you're a cowboy. Yep. Or an astronaut. And even if you're an insurance adjuster. <laughs> uh, basically, I'm an astronaut, kids. And, uh, you know, when the rocket goes up, I, no, I go No, I think you just give rocket. analogies. I think children I'm like an astronaut, but analogies. with numbers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At least we don't have to do this. Right. Unless, well, no, all of our nephews are out of that age. Yeah. And I still yeah. tell them I'm an astronaut. Mm. They're like, 
Uncle Sean, you're an ass. <laughs> There's no Trinot in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Letters? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Okay. Welcome to a little segment we like to call Audience Letters. Ooh, and this one comes with a cute photo. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's from our awesome Toronto contributor. Hi, Aaron. How did he do? And it's entitled Miss Deja Blue Watching OTDM. Oh. It says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the whole OTDM family. I want to share a couple of pictures of my Miss Deja Blue watching the watching OTDM with me. <laughs> Look. Oh, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I wore a nice shirt. She's wow. it's very cute. The kitty cat likes watching. I enjoy. Thank you for sending those. Thank you, uh, Deja Blue. Deja Blue for being such a fan. Tell all your kitty friends. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Tell them all uh, meowed it. Um, Tell your cat I said, (laughs) But Roxy, sometimes there are certain shows, and hockey even, she'll watch. You you know what I think the secret to Roxy watching hockey is, and maybe all pets watching TV, is the audio cues. You know, so on the boards, pop, pop, boom. Yeah. And like, oh my God, he shoots, he scores. Also, there's lots of movement. Yeah. Like on a white background, so it's easy probably for her to see things. But it's just funny to me when all of a sudden she'll watch something. Like my crime shows, when there's like a loud bang or something happens, she's like, she like takes notice and wants to watch. And mm-hmm. I think it's cute. So Miss Deja Blue must like, maybe we pow, pow. <laughs> we got to get their attention. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh. No. Don't want to wake Don't do the dog. squirrel noise. Can't do the squirrel noise. Okay, so we have some letters from our Virginia correspondent, Tom. But Tom, for some reason, it looks like they're all, there's four with the same audio entitled George Washington and Jeff something. If we're incorrect, you write in and let us know. But it looks like they're the same. And maybe it's just, it's sent back to back, up, 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 up. So I'm going to move on. You sent some photos. I'm excited to share these. Oh, look at the tippity tapper. The tippity tapper. And Tom himself. Is that a portrait of the tippity tapper? Yeah. Very cool. I love it. Now we have a. Oh, and his bourbon collection, remember? Uh, let me see what yeah, he's got here. Yeah, thanks, oh, Tom. Shoot. Oh, it's so good to put a Which, face to the name, even though we've photos. already seen there you before, go. and your Santa hat. Sanny. Let's see what he's got going on here. Ah, the Angel's Envy, the Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve is fancy. It sounds like it's made for, you know, by someone from Massachusetts. Woodford Reserve. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Bowman. Are those whiskey or bourbon? And Bourbons. what's the difference? Bourbons. Well, bourbon is it's a, a whiskey, whiskey. But there's a lot of whiskeys. There's Canadian whiskey, Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey. But isn't bourbon American a whiskey. southern thing? It's a, an American whiskey, right? Oh, I don't know. Let's yeah. look it up. Um. Yes, and I think Tennessee is where whiskey, or is it Kentucky, where it was birthed? It was mm-hmm. borned. It was borned. And it basically, I think what happens For is- For to be born. Bourbon is a type of barrel-aged American whiskey made primarily from corn. Yeah. The name derives from the French Bourbon dynasty, although the precise source of inspiration is uncertain. Contenders include Bourbon County in Kentucky, Bourbon Street in New Orleans, both of which are named after the dynasty. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, and the cool thing, or what I think is interesting, is that they use uh, typically American oak barrels, although now mm-hmm. I think there's fancy, you know... Uh, well, they put them in old wine barrels. And no, uh, American no. oak, and mm-hmm. then that once bourbon has been made in it mm-hmm. and they've leached out the flavor then they sell those barrels to other others that don't producers. want the, mm-hmm. they don't need as strong they don't want as that a, strong yeah yeah flavor. so scotch whiskey that's typically done in old uh, american barrels. that's what we learned when we were in scotland that they yep. do that so the difference between bourbon and whiskey is that whiskeys are made from a fermented mash of grains and bourbon is predominantly made from corn yeah yeah so that's the difference yeah so there like a rye whiskey Yep. Would be rye in your mash? I'd assume so. Yeah. That would be your fermented grain, so mm. to speak. Well, thank you for showing us the little tippy tapper himself and your adorable face. Okay. Now we are moving on to, we have a letter from Kim. <gasps> I'm excited because it is entitled, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Flat out. Are you ready? Yeah. Says, hi, Sean and Katie. Hi, Kim. Says, Catholic school children are worse than public school children. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) My friends who were in Catholic school were the worst. I'm going to be honest. Not worse. Like, to me as a kid, 
I didn't think they were bad. They were just like rule breakers. Like they were always looking for some kind of loophole. I think because my my hypothesis would be because Catholic school is so strict in a lot of places and many of them hated the uniforms. They didn't like the the nuns that taught them. They were super strict and like rigid and their parents were strict about things. And so they were always just looking to break the rules. Does that make sense? Yeah. Stricter environment produces a little bit more rebellion. Well, yeah, because you're essentially even just doing what, what quote unquote normal kids are doing those days is rebellion in a lot of ways. So what evidence does she have to uh, support this hypothesis? <clears throat> Here we go. Is it a hypothesis or a theory? It could be either. No, but a theory is something that's proven. Think of hypothesis, say hypothesize. Yeah. And then when your hypothesis is proven true through the theory? scientific method. I don't know. I know what, the, I mean. One comes before the other. You think so? But I think a theory is a proven hypothesis. Okay, let's look. But what is a hypotenuse, you may ask? Hypothesis and theory. <clears throat> okay. In scientific reasoning, a hypothesis is constructed before any applicable research has been done. Oh, so it's just like, I think. It's what we're But like, I didn't do it. It's opinions that don't matter is actually mm -hmm. a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. But you are correct. A theory, on the other hand, is supported by actual evidence. It's a principle formed as an attempt to explain things that have already been substantiated by data. Boom. Brother, uh, Brett and Heather mm -hmm. uh, from the Dark Horse podcast yeah. taught me that. Yeah, they taught you about the scientific method, right? Yes, they did. Okay. Not personally. I mean, just by watching just the watching, podcast. Yeah. They've, they really taught me a lot of things. I think it's fantastic. I mean, they're teachers. It's very interesting, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Back to Kim's letter. Sorry, Kim. It says, way back when I was in grade school, I would always get in trouble for things I did and didn't do. Looking back, I can say I was a shit disturber. And man, I feel bad for those teachers. But boy, did I have so much fun. One time, a teacher came in wearing fishnets. What? Are, were those you Catholic in Montreal school also? teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had one that wore leather pants. It was great. I mean, it was, it was fine. And silly me had learned a new word. Starts with a W-H, ends with an E. Yahua. Oh. And I called her that. <gasps> Eek. Mm -hmm. Kids do these things. I ended up with an in-school suspension and sat in the principal's office facing a wall all day. <laughs> was it worth it? Totally worth it. <laughs> there, there was Murphy. another incident. Kids are so brutal. Look, it's a whore. <laughs> Excuse me? But you know what kids learn new words? That's like when I learned butthole, like to, it's like, you're a butthole because uh -huh. cussing in my family wasn't, wasn't appropriate at the time. It's still not, but I do it. Um, but then my mom was like, you can't say that word. That's a bad word. And remember, I learned to spell it really quick. I think I've already told this story where I'd be like, Nick is a B-U-T-T-H-O-L-E. I'd say it so fast. My mom'd be like, stop that. B-U-T-T-H-O-L-E. Right? You learn a new word. You want to use it all the time. Want to yeah. use it on everybody. Put everybody down. That's what being a kid is like. <laughs> Okay, there was another incident mm -hmm. where my teacher threw a whole peanut at the teacher who was allergic. And of course, because I was the class pest, the teacher accused me. Rude. But you couldn't sell somebody out, you know, snitches get stitches. Right. That's like the lady who spilled I the rice. I didn't throw it. I don't know who did throw it, but I didn't throw it. Right. That's like the lady who spilled the rice or yeah. man or whoever it was. It was funny flying. I was like looking to see. And Okay. We were talking about responsibility and stuff like that. And I saw they were going to Austin. So my good peeps, they spilled a bunch of nuts Are in you the talking airport. About on a flight? No, oh, at the airport. Okay. Just okay. people spilling stuff and whose responsibility and cleaning it up. Yes. Okay. So when I was at the airport and I was in waiting for the Austin flight to board and they ended up boarding the Austin flight. So they are nice people. Good Austin, Austonians. She went to open a little thing of almonds. You know, sometimes those things just don't open. And you're like, who'd they design this for? You know, people with like dagger nails. And she like ripped it and it went everywhere. And she was like, oh my God. And she actually got down on the ground and picked all of them up and then handed them to her husband who went and threw them away. And then she got out a baby wipe, obviously, because this, you know, you're on the floor. But she cleaned up after herself. She made a mess. She cleaned up after herself. And it got, made me think about that, the person who spilled the rice. Because I was like, just say I'm sorry and like ask to be able to clean it up. I think whoever makes the mess, that's whose responsibility it is. Mm. Yep. And that's why I think parents should clean up after their children on a flight and not leave it a total shit like storm, you know? Yeah. I wonder if uh, Mr. Dyson, what's his name? James Dyson uh -huh. could come up with a vacuum for like parents. You know, I know. You hang it on your hip on a belt clip. 
you pull it out. It's quiet, so you're not disturbing anyone. Well, like I, think, it's I think they should slam. have it, like we said last time, on the plane. And they just give you that vacuum. Right, right. Why doesn't the... Pl- I blame the airlines again. I think they need to provide you with the tools to clean up after yourself. And let everyone know. Well, because you can't always pack... We can't be packing some Dyson. Right. Do you remember how uh, phones used to be on the plane? Like it would be in the center console. You'd press a button and release yes, the handset. Come down. What happened to those phones? Well, because now they won't even let you make any kind of calls. Right. But instead of the phone, mm-hmm. maybe they could just put a, because we know they've done it in the past, put an implement there. So what if we had set uh, rig, said tool? I don't and, want anything getting in the way of me and my screen. Because when I don't have a screen, I'm <gasps> like, what kind of shitty what if the screen right now? What if the vacuum was a dually on one side it was a vacuum the other side it's a screen so you press the button release your screen you could still watch your show but you could vacuum so your eyes are continually glued to the screen no it's not about that it means yeah but it would placate the masses oh look i'm cleaning but i'm also watching my show you know no no i think they just need to have like one on board what if no. you got ten dollars off your flight by or free wi-fi like they they bribe you you know clean your seat get free wi-fi Clean well, remember, two seats. We'll give you a juice box. You want a juice box, little man? I don't. No. No. Remember how funny we thought it was that they gave, and they still do this, but they give you like the Purell wipes and we're like, essentially, you're just having us clean what you should have cleaned. Yeah. But I'm fine with it because at least I know it's clean. You got to gamify it. You got to get points, stars, you know, stickers, like get the little kids on the plane all excited. No. Okay. I still say no. All right. We'll drop this. <laughs> we'll table this they- for another time. They should just have a small vacuum on board for yeah. accidents and for children. Sensible. Children are messy. Also, bigger bathrooms, just saying, take a row out. I know. I don't understand how anybody. So I'm not, I know I'm not a tiny person, but I'm not a large person. I bump into everything getting in those fucking things. And they have what should be one bathroom split into two. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to wait, but like the door folds open. And then like, I have to like accordion myself in there. Why does the door fold into the bathroom. I know. Pushing you further my towards body the. Doesn't, I have to do this. Also, <laughs> it's very important, I think, for, for the ladies out there mm-hmm. that you have a dually in the bathroom. You have a urinal and you have the uh, the seat. Well, I think men just need to sit down because if there's turbulence, you're like, I can't sit down there. We sit all the time. Yes, but there's the, seat the, covers. The, 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 we'll touch the inside of the toilet. I don't want Hold that. on to it. How are you going to pee? I don't know. Figure it out. Scoot back. Okay. Anyways, this is, but they should have some sort sometimes on planes, they will have a urinal and it's important. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it. Um, Bo- not Boeing. Uh, who's the French manufacturer? They have it sometimes. Oh, was it like one of our uh, international flights? Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. They had mints in the bathroom and. Yeah, they did have all sorts of nice things in there. Those like, were fancy. Oh, this is lovely. On a, ooh, oh, the lighting is nice in here. Downstairs. I'm going to take a selfie. Oh, I look so good. You ever yeah. get that? The good bathroom lighting? You're like, damn it. You get back to your seat and you're like, ugh. You know? <laughs> it does have nice lighting in there. It's funny. I always feel like that when I go to get my hair cut. When, and that's why one that meme where it's like a salamander with like a the thing that they put on you when you get your hair cut, the little robe thing. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's like around his little neck. And he's looking like, like a salamander into the, this like mirror. And it says, you know, when they put that robe around you, you've thought, you think to yourself, have I always looked this ugly? <laughs> I always feel that way at the, at the hairdresser sorry, until it's we, all done. We totally hijacked this we letter. We totally I'm did. Sorry. Okay. So remember the whole peanut, they blamed Kim from Toronto. She didn't do it. Didn't do it. And finally, right, so this is our third. And finally, when lockdowns first started to become a practice in schools, our class didn't take anything seriously and ended up having recess detentions until summer. <gasps> Rude. I wouldn't have taken anything seriously either. Mm-mm. What are you supposed to do? Are we in or are we out? Are we staying home? Are we going? Are we online? What's happening? Look at that they had the recess detentions. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Did you sit outside in a, in a chair? Or did, how did they make sure, how do they do detentions when you're at home? Or were they in school? They make you sit there. And don't leave the screen. You stay there and you stay in front of the screen. Don't leave. You know what you do is take a screen grab. Oh, yeah. And then you just leave dun, it. Dun, dun. You're like, oh, we, the, the lights went out. And then you tack up a photo mm. to your camera. And it's you like. Like this. Right. Or you're like, I'm just going to, I'll have a nap then. Calvin and Hobbes, one of my favorite. Mm. 
or one of the ones that I remember is when he's in class and you see him, he's, he's got a golf, or not a golf ball. A, a Tennis ball? No, bad, no, not badminton. Um, a whistle ping ball? Pong. Oh, ping pong. pong. I was trying and to help you, but he, I couldn't. He cuts the ping pong ball in half mm -hmm. and then he draws eyes on each one and he goes. Oh, yeah, to try to look like he's awake he's, when he's, he's asleep. Sitting, yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. That's such a good cartoon. He's too funny. Every kid could relate to that. Every kid. Although I actually really like school. Mm. I was that kid. I'm sorry. So they had recessed attentions until summer. Anyways, later Gators, Kim from Toronto. Cool. Good Thanks, hearing Kim. from you, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Okay. We have another funny thing from our awesome... Oh, Toronto. No, we're just all Toronto today. Yo. Toronto. Hey, you guys have a good hockey team this year, Toronto. eh? What do you say about that? I mean, I personally am not a giant Leafs fan. Let's say, put it that way. You know, it's a rivalry. We're Canadians fans. Yeah. It, it just comes with the territory. But holy smokes. Holy you guys took care smokes. of Tampa Bay, who I also don't like. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we'll see if you get past this next round. But I mean, you who know. are they up against? It's not Dallas from one part of Florida to the now other. Now they're playing the Miami Panthers. You know, It's not Miami. The Florida Panthers, but mm -hmm. it's Miami. And, uh, oh, is that where they're out of? Yeah. It's funny because I was wondering. I'm like, why is it the Florida Panthers and it's Tampa Bay Lightning? Like, so specific. I think because they have lightning in Tampa Bay. Like, there's a lot of inclement weather. And then in, in Miami, they used to have Panthers. Jaguars, right? I have no idea. They're a big, uh, there's a cat that's native to the, the Florida region. Christy? Yeah, Christy, our Floridian correspondent, needs to let us know. Because <laughs> clearly. I think that Panthers are, are native to that area. I have no idea. And most recently, there's been some that have come up from Mexico that have been seen uh, in uh, the United States. And they haven't been here for like 150 years or something. I guess their territory is. Um, I, can't, I don't know how to Google this fast enough. So we're going to have to. We're going to lean on Christy for this one. All right. About the Florida Panthers and the. Tampa I don't know Bay. why you wouldn't. Why you'd call it the Panthers if they didn't exist in that area. You know, Because the teams get bought and sold. Like, like the commodity? LA Lakers. Yeah. Do you know the story of them? They're not originally from L.A. They're from, is it Minnesota or Wisconsin? Oh, Land of a Thousand Lakes. That's why the Lakers. Oh. But then they didn't have enough to support the team and L.A. bought them. Also, we have the Chargers, which were San Diego. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, think about it. You know, Panthers could have come from, it, I don't know. They could have come from Florida, but they might not. I'm pretty sure that the, the, the there were Panthers in that area. Um, but they could have called them the Anacondas, the, mm -hmm. you know, the Everglades, the... The Swamp Gilly Monsters. <laughs> the Gilly Monsters. I love minor league hockey for the names and the and the logos. I, I, I think their jerseys are pretty amazing. Okay. But. So let's learn about the Florida Panthers. It says that they are a professional ice hockey team based in the Miami metropolitan area. They compete in the blah, blah, blah. We already know all of that. Um, they initially played their home games in the Miami re arena before moving to the FLA Live Arena in 1998. Yeah, they've only been in Florida. Yeah. So they are from Florida. It wasn't bought and sold. Mm -hmm. um, they're the most southernmost team of the NHL, obviously. See, New Jersey should have been called the Bruins because there's more bears in New Jersey than anywhere else in the United States. Really? Yeah. And then instead of the Devils. Yeah, exactly. And, and Boston Devils would have made sense. The Devils. Blockbuster video magnet. Mag yeah, magnet, I guess. Wayne. Magnate. Yeah, magnate. What's the difference? Uh, one has like electric powers feared. and he can make metal stick to... No, that's Magneto. <laughs> anyway, Wayne Huizenga was awarded an NHL France franchise for Miami on December 10th of 1992. They haven't been around that long. No, and I think loosely that Shit's Creek is based off of that guy. Because remember yes, he... Yes, Rose, vi Rose Video. <clears throat> the same day, the Walt Disney Company earned the rights to start a team in Anaheim that would become the Mighty Ducks. At the time who Hui Zenga owned both the newly founded Florida Marlins of the Major League Baseball and share of the NFL's Miami Dolphins. The entry fee was 50 million, Jesus Christ. Some teams are worth over a billion dollars. I mean. Wow. We have um, our next Toronto contributor. Aaron, oh. the awesome Toronto contributor, has, it's entitled Bunny Jumping. So let's just stay tuned for this. Hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I saw this. And I had to share. Apparently, remember stupid sports? Yes. There's actually a sport called bunny jumping competition. Do you jump over the bunnies? They or jump. The, the it's bunnies absolutely are jumping. adorable. And here you go. 
<laughs> it's like equestrian, but it is. Wow, it's that's like, a real athlete. Look at right? his look form. At, look at his floofs. Look at those floofs. And you know what I think is really amazing about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is that really that that rabbit is built for it, right? So you, the feet and the ears, mm-hmm. all the uh, extremities, mm-hmm. the nose, the tail, the feet, the ears, they're all black. And the rest of it's white, so it really accentuates, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It accentuates the leap. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's made for I it. I just like its little floofy feet. It's so cute. Yeah. How fun. I wonder how they control, get how the How do you train, feet. yeah, how do you train bugs? Carrots, mostly. Mm, yeah. Carrot or the stick? You decide, Brad. Whatever you want. <laughs> okay, last letter, because we have to eat dinner, because we're late today, and I'm, I apologize. This is from Tina, and it's entitled Travel. Travel, tra- where's Jeremy? Where's Jeremy? When Tina's we travel it? times. Tina, travel, 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 Jeremy. Okay. says, Katie, I'm going to a Hope and Health event in Atlanta at the end of, lot, end of July, and you should go. I would love to meet you. What <gasps> is Hope and Health? Hope and Health? I don't even know. In Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. I'd love to go to Atlanta. I may be going to New York at the end of the month. Fingers crossed. I've been craving New York for some reason. Sabaro's Pizza. I love to get me an authentic piece of. We stole that from the office. It was acting. Um, but I think maybe it's because we haven't been in a big city in a while. Maybe that's why. I've been craving a, a walkabout, a walk through a city, get peruse, get food, see Bonnie, see JL, see our peeps in New York City. Go to the Monkey Bar in New York. That's what dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best song ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. But yeah, I've been craving to go to New York. And Atlanta is a big city too. And I haven't explored it. And I've heard they got real good food. Yeah, well, first of all, great music. Mm-hmm. Atlanta mm-hmm. is the home of the Dungeon family. And so I'm super into it. What's you know, that mean? Big boy and, you know, uh, Oh, Andre. I, didn't, I don't know their names like that's, off the top of my head yeah if you listen to music you, or their music you, you know you know some of their names for their mm. their group mm. yeah but mm-hmm. outcast is amazing outcast came out of atlanta i remember that because we watched that documentary yeah but anyway okay so hope and health event you should go i'd love to meet you i'd love to meet you too anxiety made me f- would make me freeze up but i would definitely be excited let me know if, and i can find out more details I recently went to Bermuda, and it was very pretty. I've never been to Bermuda. Well, it's funny because they have their own instrument. The triangle? Yeah. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. And then, uh, because it's such a disaster mm. in a band, and then with all the shipwrecks, they're like, we should call this area the Bermuda Triangle of disaster. Mm-hmm. That's how it got its name. How How did the Bermuda Triangle, isn't it? Something to do with like the electrical pole of that area makes compasses go. I don't know. You know what I don't like about the History Channel hmm. is that they make stuff up more than I do. <laughs> so you can't even get any. Like it's not the history. They should call it the Fabricated History Channel because it's aliens and mm-hmm. anomalies, right? And I just watched a Bermuda Triangle episode because it's an urban legend. Yes. So Puerto Rico, Miami, and uh. Nassau, Bahamas, if you draw a triangle, maybe it's mm-hmm. not Miami, maybe it's another part of so Florida. So it says the Bermuda Triangle, also known as Devil's Triangle, is an urban legend focused on a loosely defined region within the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean. So it runs to the in the tip of Florida, I'd almost say Florida Keys. So it's Miami. Bermuda and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And then it cuts across. <clears throat> wow, I didn't realize it was that close. To- yeah, you know, and it's really frustrating because the Quebec rhomboid gets no play, but just, you know, the Quebec rhomboid. Yeah, that's, that's where the Titanic even, went down. That's not... They Off the coast it, of Newfoundland? They don't call it the rhomboid. Yeah. You're just making up another thing. That's the first one. that You could have said octagon. Oh, just, that would have been a better lie. <laughs> you know, the Atlantic octagon there, eh? Mm. <laughs> Off the coast so, of Newfoundland. It's an urban legend. Folk, um, okay, over that area where a number of aircraft crafts and ships are said to have disappeared under mysterious circumstances the idea of the area as uniquely prone to disappearances arose in the mid 20th century but most reputable sources dismiss the idea that there is any mystery so they i bet the guys who sank with their ships would beg to differ you know well no not again (laughs) so they've concluded they've done research they've concluded the number of ships and aircraft reported missing in that area wasn't significantly greater proportionally speaking to any other part of the ocean Hmm. In an area that's frequented by tropical cyclones, right. the number of disappearances that did occur were, for the most part, 
during that weren't mysterious because it was a cyclone. Now, I did hear that there are some other possible... Also, some never happened, like the disappearances never happened. How would you know if they disappeared? Because they didn't. They were there. Oh, okay. So, liar! I heard that algae mats can also be uh, part of the issue. I saw that on the History Channel. Oh, interesting. And so, like, super thick algae growths... Mm. uh, like there's one off of Florida right now. Yeah, my mom was in Mexico and she said there was a bunch of algae and she was like, oh, it's hard to get in the water. Yeah, they named after uh, a French guy, Algae Guy. Mm. Guy, mm. Algae. Mm. Yeah. But the the algae growth, I think that one's like really big, bigger than the garbage patch in the Pacific. Oh. All right, we got that. Wow, 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 wee, wow. But ships get caught in it, mm-hmm. much like I guess like ice will debilitate it, will make it difficult to sail. Yeah. I think they get caught in that stuff and then they off gas and people can die from that. At least that's what the History Channel taught me. I think that's lies, but maybe not. Okay, so went to Bermuda. It was very pretty. And isn't Bermuda where they have the pigs? I think they have pigs that live on the like in the ocean slash on the beach. The Bermuda pigs. Look it up. I'm pretty sure. The Bay of Pigs. That was a a nuclear um, standoff. (laughs) It's in Cuba. No, I will. I will show you. You guys know I'm not lying, Katie. They don't call it the Bermuda pigs. They call it the Bay of Pigs in Cuba. Oh. Bermuda pigs. I told you. So cool. Why yeah. do they do that? Are they shipwrecked pigs? Um, I don't know. How did pigs get to Bermuda? The hogs to, are said to have been brought into the island by a Spanish explorer, Juan de Bermudez, oh. and Gonzalo Fernandez de Oviedo. I don't know if I'm saying that. Vito. De in, fi- in 1514 or 1515, who dropped off a breeding stock of hogs on the island as a future stock of fresh meat for passing ships. This pork is salty. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so they are Tamworth, that's the type of pig. Large black Berkshire Landrins and large white pigs are the pig breeds that are raised in the Caribbean. Huh. These kinds of pigs are capable of surviving the warm climate. How cool. But yes, you can swim with them. And people, one of my girlfriends, um, remember Grace, that girl that I met when I was in Vegas and all my friends wanted to like dance. Grace! Grace! Um, All my friends wanted to like dance with dudes because they were trying to find a dude and I already had my dude. And Grace had her dude who she's married to now. And so we chatted. She was awesome. She's a surgeon in New York. But her and her husband went to Bermuda and they swam with the pigs. And she said to do it, it's worth it. But know that they expect you to feed them and they will bite you. So you have to be like quick about it. And it shows her, she showed a video of her husband on Instagram where he was like feeding one. He wanted to smile for a photo and it almost got him. And you see him like terrified. And I was like, hey. Okay, so those are my Bermuda stories. (laughs) Finally, Christina says, hoping to visit Nashville at least once in my lifetime. I'd like to go there too. Yeah. There's so much to see. So much to do. Hope all is well. Baby, baby, it's a wild world. Tina. Thanks, Tina. Travel, travel, travel. Tina. Okay. That's all the time. Well, we've fantastic. Got for today. Thank you for sticking it out with us. Thanks if for you hanging did. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are listening on Apple, mm. give us all the stars. Mm-hmm. Leave a comment. Even if we don't deserve the stars, give us all the stars. We like them. We demand your stars. <laughs> um, don't believe anything we said. The Bermuda Triangle is not, you know, real. Well, Katie thinks it's it's real. I, don't I said think it's, it's real. not. No, no, no. Don't don't gaslight people. Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Bye, PJ. I, I'm so sorry. Bye, I'm bye sorry, PJ. PJ. Oh, PJ. Bye, I, want, PJ. I need him to come oh, over PJ. to clean those rocks. I need him to clean some rocks outside. They're PJ, dirty. <laughs> the rocks are dirty. Okay, bye, guys. Later, dude. <laughs>